Thanks for tuning in to How's Things, a podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library, recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. Ringing in the new year with me is my old pal, Kendra Mickles. Kendra, welcome. Thanks. Happy to be here. Kendra was a regular contributor to the All the Books show. She's the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, and she also co-hosts with me, 9021 Here We Go, uh, locally. She served as a music teacher at the Andover Central School for many years until moving out of state in 2020, which I still haven't forgiven you for. And Yeah, I haven't forgiven myself. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. As long as you know what you did. Yeah. That's all that matters. I'm bringing that into the new year. I'm good. bringing that baggage. Yeah, I want you to. Year. I want you to. <laughs> well, Kendra, this is, our, this is the first of 2022. So I figured we'd just go through and say all of the great things that we enjoyed during 2021. And I have to be upfront with you. Not all of mine are specifically from 2021. They were just. I don't think all of mine are okay. either. Mine are things that I discovered in 2021, and several of them are. Several of them do fall into that little bracket mm-hmm. there. So it's going to be a whirlwind adventure, Kendra, today. I couldn't keep my list to five. I did take them higher, uh, but I don't have to talk about everything. I'm, okay. Maybe I'll just do rapid fire. Yeah, for each yeah, category. that's. I, I know, especially with TV. There's a lot of shows that I really like that it's I want to talk hard. about. So it is. It's, it's too, hard. too hard. I asked too much of you. I recognize that. <laughs> I recognize that. All right, before we get into that, I'm curious about what you've been reading, so let's open up our books, see where those bookmarks are at. Well, currently, I am reading, it is called The Seven and a Half Lives of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton. Oh, okay. And I'm reading this for a book club that I do with my cousins. Oh, that's so and, cute. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to have it done before Christmas and I hadn't started it. So I finally Fail. started it. Okay. I'm a third of the way through. Uh, the audiobook's really good. Okay. It's, the plot is, I mean, it's a it's a great premise. It's about a person who is basically reliving the same day, but they keep reliving <gasps> it in the body of another person in this house. Wait a and minute. And they're trying to solve a murder. Wait a minute, Kendra. <laughs> You famously hate Groundhog Day, and yet you're loving this book that's just a literary Groundhog Day? <laughs> I do, but it's... Fickle. It's different. Okay. It's different. Okay. I mean, it, it, it is stressful, but it's but it's different. Okay. So I'm enjoying that so far. And then right before that, I read uh, A Slow Fire Burning, which you did not like. I didn't get into it. No, no. My wife liked it also, but I don't know. I... I didn't really care for it, but you loved well, it. Well, I was I was telling her because we talked we were talking the other day, yeah. and um, I was telling her that I listened to the audiobook on like one point five speed. Mm. So like thirty minutes in, I was like, "Oh crap! I don't know who anyone is yeah. or anyone's deal at all." So <laughs> then I had to like really start listening to figure out the characters. But it was it was twisty and turny, and I I was into it. I guess it felt to me like, I don't know, maybe it would have made like a better short story. I don't know. I just didn't really feel like there was a ton of meat in the story mm-hmm. itself. And yet I also found it a little difficult to follow. So I don't know. Well, I, Rosamund, I listened to the audiobook. Rosamund Pike read oh, the audiobook. Yeah. And that was, she did a great job with all the voices. Yeah. And if you want it to be shorter, do like I do. You got to listen to it on 1.5. Speed. Well, 
that's... I listened to it in like a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, honestly, I think having the audiobook would have helped. I was just reading it old school, and I feel like it might have worked a little better kind of as an audio drama, you know? Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's my problem. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so those are your main... What, what's, uh, what's on the docket? Well, you're still reading the first one, right? I'm still... Yes. I'm okay. currently reading reading that one okay. for my book club. I finished a few things that I enjoyed. I read Bubble by Jordan Morris. This is a graphic novel. It's based on an audio like drama podcast. And it is set in this, I want to say, alien world. And there are bubbles uh, of like civilization. So inside the bubble, it's just like Chicago or whatever. You know, it just feels like a normal place. And outside of it is sort of an alien wasteland with all sorts of creatures and stuff. So the graphic novel is about how these aliens keep getting into the into the bubbles and so they set up this app called hunter which is basically kind of like an uber service all instead of calling a car you're calling like an alien hunter and so it's kind of like a a spoof or a satire on the gig economy and i don't know i just thought it was funny and fun and interesting and i liked it i'm ready for book two sounds interesting yeah have you read laura olympus by the way no. Laura Olympus is another, started as a webtoon, and it. Well, I feel like it won the Goodreads Choice Awards. Maybe I'm making that up, but I think that you would like that. It's all about, um, it's Persephone and Hades are kind of like the centerpiece of this, and it's all like, you know, gods and goddesses, mythology kind of stuff, but in a very, I don't know, sort of quasi-old Hollywood setting. I don't know. I liked it a lot, and I think that you would like it. Hmm. All right. If you know anybody who works in the library, maybe they could hook you up. Okay. Yeah. I have I, some connections. I do. Uh, I have one more graphic novel, Heroes in Crisis. This is by Tom King. Tom King, who was... Everybody loved his Mr. Miracle. I really loved his vision run. He tends to do things that are kind of heady and, like, let's look at this, like, weird psyche of, of superheroes. This one was a DC Comics thing, and it was, like superheroes going to therapy and i just felt like it didn't work it felt more pretentious than fun so Mm, i think i think you could skip it finally i read the trouble is what i do by walter mosley this is a leonid mcgill mystery and i'm pretty sure back in the day we did one of these books as a book club do you remember reading a walter mosley with me mystery yeah the long fall yes yes same series same series wow i just pulled that name out I'm, of some random crevice look i'm brain. honestly a little impressed that you did that so, <laughs> i didn't even like that book <laughs> i didn't really like it either and this uh this moved a little quicker but it was kind of a similar experience where like the premise was interesting and the resolution was like a good payoff and rewarding but i didn't particularly enjoy the process so i don't know maybe i'm not a walter mosley fan i don't know it's only the second book of his i've read i'm currently reading for the library book club pepperoni pizza can be murder by Chris Cavender. <laughs> you like that? Yes, love it. <laughs> we are starting this year. We're doing a monthly uh, Coffee and Cozies book club where uh, the th- I want to say it's the third Tuesday of every month at 10 a.m. right when we open, we're going to have coffee and pastries and we're going to read a, a cheesy, literally cheesy this time because it's about yeah. pizza, uh, yeah. Cozy Mystery. So the first up on the list here is Pepperoni Pizza Can Be Murder. And it's fun. It's fun so far. You know, it's light. They're, they're zippy quick little reads. I wish that I could just enjoy a cozy mystery, but if someone is not being brutally murdered, it's like, 
Is it worth yeah. my time? Yeah, I get you it. Know? I get it. Though some of the ones you read, people are getting crushed in apple presses. Yes, so. that that <laughs> was a shocking. Of course, that's a callback to apple cider slang, which uh, <laughs> I feel like with that one though, I don't even think they realized how gratuitous that is. Like crushing someone in an apple press is like it's awful, horrific. You know, yeah. it's like a Tarantino movie. I don't know. <laughs> Um, you don't watch Tarantino. I know, but I, but I figured you'd get the reference, so I yeah, tossed it I out did. there. Finally, I'm listening to Carnival of Snackery. This is David Sedaris. It's volume two of his diaries. This is 2003 to whatever, some date after 2003. And it's fun. It's good. It's definitely one you want in an audiobook. It, some of them are really quick bites, just a couple of sentences of an entry. Some are a little more extended into essays. It's fun to... I can't remember, Kendra. Have you done any David Sedaris? No, and I was just going to ask you, where should I start? Because I've wanted to. Mm, That's a good question. Um, I mean, the classic is probably Me Talk Pretty One Day, but I think actually you might enjoy Dress Your Family in Corduroy and Denim more. So I would say start there. And it's just like stories, funny stories. They're just mostly... I mean, the, the early stuff is more like Dress Your Family is primarily stories like childhood anecdotes and anecdotes about his family. Um, well, you know Amy Sedaris from lots of things. You'd recognize Amy Sedaris yeah. if you saw her. Uh, you know, so she's in a lot of the stories because they're siblings. And it's just, they're hilarious. They're hilarious. I don't recommend driving and listening to them. <laughs> uh, and you got to go audiobook because his reading of it is pretty amazing. Okay. This one. Weirdly, he was in the audiobook for Lincoln and the Bardo. So yeah. That's like my only David Sedaris anything yeah. that I've ever listened to. That makes total sense to me that he would do that. Um, <laughs> this one is. A lot of it is set in London. And so he has Tracy Allman reading some of the stories as him, which is funny. And she does a good job, but I kind of would prefer that it was just David Sedaris. So. Mm. But I would stress. Uh, that this this and the one right before it, which I can't remember what it was called, but the two diaries ones are really more for people who are familiar with his work. So I wouldn't start here. I'd say go okay. meet me talk pretty one day or uh, dress your family in corduroy and down. Got it. That's it for me. Uh, reading wise, I, I did see some things recently, but they're going to fall into my best of list. So I'm not even going to tell you. So you're going to have to live in the mystery. All right. Well. All right, Kendra, let's move into some book news. This is the bestseller list for January 9, 2022, because it is, in fact, not still 2020. Oh, my word. Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. Number 10, 47 weeks on the list, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Norris. Uh, This keeps being delivered to me, and I keep saying deliver in a week deliver oh, yeah. in a week yeah i've got titles like that i've got titles like that why why don't you it. want it are you just in the middle of something else i'm just always in the middle of something always i this, need to i just need to do it i recognize that i should read this but it just seems too cutesy for me i don't know mm. nora seed finds a library beyond the edge of the universe that contains books with multiple possibilities of the lives one could have lived so cute okay whatever number nine 11 weeks on the list cloud cuckoo land by anthony doer another one another one you know i keep it keeps being delivered to me did you like uh did you like the other one all the light we cannot see i loved all the light we cannot see it's probably in my top 10 books of all time it's very good 
uh, an interconnected cast of dreamers and outsiders are in dangerous and disparate settings, past, present, and future. This every time I read this, and given the title, it always makes me think of Cloud Atlas. Yeah, it does. It's a weird. It, it sounds like Cloud Atlas. It does sound. I mean that that could be the premise of Cloud Atlas, yeah. uh, which is a which is a weird book and an even weirder movie with uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. And I weirdly Holly Berry. enjoy Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah I okay. weirdly enjoy that movie. Okay. Good for you. I'm not. Everyone else hates it, God but bless. I weirdly enjoy it. God bless. Number eight, four weeks on the list. Wish You Were Here by Jody Pickled. I've got nothing to add here. I've not read a single one of her books. I read, I don't even think I finished it, but I read part of My Sister's Keeper. Okay. She did a run on Wonder Woman. Uh, like mm. She wrote the mainline Wonder Woman title for a yeah, while. that's right. I read those. Those were fun. That's all I know. Diana O'Toole reevaluates her seemingly perfect life when a pandemic, oh boy, disrupts her vacation in the Galapagos Islands. Can I just say, I don't want TV shows to incorporate the pandemic. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, that's the big question now. Do I you... hate it. I don't want it. Do you talk about it? Do you ignore it? The last season of Grey's Anatomy, which was like yeah. all about the pandemic, I... I, yeah, we've talked about it. Oh my gosh. No. You know what was great Ooh, was me. at the end of Save, Save by, by the, the Bell. Bell I knew were, it. I knew you were going to say it. They were like, what's COVID? Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, that was pretty fun. See, okay, fine. Reference it, but don't make a whole... Come on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Number seven, five weeks on the list. Go tell the bees that I'm gone. <laughs> Which sounds like a David Sedaris <laughs> short story, but it's by Diana Gabaldon. This is uh, this is in the um, Outlander series. Oh, okay. Have you read or seen any of the Outlander stuff? Outlander, like like the show. Yeah, based on these books. Yep. On. I don't know on what it's on. Stars or whatever. Sure. Yeah. I've watched. I want to say like half of the first season. Okay. Of Outlander. No? I keep um starting it and then being like I just. I don't think I can do this. Can't it's, do it. It's long. Mm. It's stressful. Oh, you don't I, like which, that. I don't know. I mean, I can do that sometimes, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting title. It is. It. Go tell the bees that I'm gone. The ninth book in the Outlander series as the Revolutionary War moves closer to Fraser's Ridge. It's not what I thought this was about. I thought they were in, like, the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, uh, they are. <laughs> okay. Claire and Jamie reunite with their daughter and her family. Boy, I, I can't tell you anything more about that. Number 13. Uh, no, no, sorry. Number 6, 13 weeks on the list. The Wish by Nicholas Sparks. Kendra... Back in, my list. back in the All the Book Show days, we did a whole spotlight on this. You, me, and Eric. We read Knights of Rodante. I weirdly yeah. liked it. Yeah. I never went back for more. You have not read The Wish. I have. It's on my list. For Oh, it's on your list. I thought you meant it's on your to-read list, but it's on no, your no, no. I best read it. of. Best of list. Okay, Maggie Dawes, a renowned travel photographer, struggles with a medical diagnosis over Christmas. Oh, it's a Christmas It was a Christmas book, book and I read it over Christmas, Perfect. and I didn't know it was going to be Christmassy. Okay. I don't want to get technical here with the New York Times, but poetry is not fiction. Poetry mm. is nonfiction. That's true. So, number five, three weeks on the list, Call Us What We Carry by Amanda Gorman. Amanda Debut Gorman. collection of poems on identity and history by the presidential inaugural poet who wrote The Hill We Climb. I mean, I, I say more power to her, but Agreed. you're right. It, it's, it shouldn't be on this no. list, but, but yeah. All right. Uh, number four, 12 weeks on the list. The Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolls. Uh, did not like Gentlemen of Moscow. Did you read that one? I did not. Eh. 
Eh. This one was on Barack Obama's like favorite books oh. for this year. Well, it's, I mean, it's big business. It's been popular and everything. I don't know. I know. Our copy's always checked out. Two friends who escaped from a juvenile work farm take Emmett Watson on an unexpected journey to New York City in 1954. Number three, 28 weeks on the list. It ends with Us by Colleen Hoover. A battered wife raised in a violent home attempts to halt the cycle of abuse. Fun. Okay, okay. Number two, eight weeks on the list, as a stranger in the lifeboat. After a ship explodes, ten people struggling to survive pull a man who claims to be the Lord out of the sea. He claims to be the Lord out of like the sea. Jesus. It's like the Lord I, Jesus? I, yeah, I think the Lord Jesus, yeah, because it's a capital it's a capital L. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I was saying this to Allie in the in the last episode. Mitch album is not appointment reading for me. But anytime I find myself with a Mitch Elba book in my hands, I have a good time. So, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't realize there was a quasi-Jesus angle to this. Does that make you want to read it more or less? I don't know. I'm more interested about ten people in a boat. I feel the same way. The so last that... time I read this, I either they didn't say that or I didn't realize it. Um, and that kind of makes me want to read it a little less. Because I like a good survivor story. Yeah. I don't know. Number one. Number one. Ten weeks on the list. This has not been number one. So I can guarantee you this is a dad Christmas present, and that's why we're here. The Judges List by one Jonathan Grisham. The second (laughs) book in the Whistler series, investigator Lacey Stoltz goes after a serial killer and closes in on a sitting judge. I've ragged on this book for many episodes, so I'll just tell you that that's where it's at. All right. All right. That's the bestseller list. Any on there that you haven't read that you're like, gosh, I got to read that book. Just the, I mean, Midnight Library and Cloud Cuckoo Land. Okay. They, I, they keep cycling through my Libby. Yeah. Libby's like, please, please read these. And I'm like, I will just later. Number 13 on this list, which has been here for 10 weeks, is Billy Summers by Stephen King. That, for me, is your Midnight Library. I I hold this come in on that so many times. I'm like, eh, kick it down the road. (laughs) But it's gotten great reviews. And recent Stephen Kings have not gotten great reviews. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll Hmm. get there. All right, Kendra, are you ready to delve so into our past? Ready. I want to hear about all the books you read, so let's uh, let's do it. Let's dig into it. All right. Do you want to start with books? Let's do it. Let's start with books. All right. I put my books and comics and manga like together. Look at you. Okay. In this in the same category. I guess I'll start with The Great Alone, which I know did not come out this year. But I read it this year. It was one of the first books I read. I love that book. And have you read it? Kristen Hanna, yeah. I I just loved it so much. Same. I I was it I was shocked by how much I loved it yeah. because I was just so so on The Nightingale. Um, the Nightingale. One hundred percent. I'm with you on this, Kendra. But this one, it just it has everything. It has action, it has romance, it has mystery and suspense yeah it it it's just so good yes this is a so it's a historical fiction post-vietnam war uh a, a family who's pretty downtrodden uh, inherits a patch of land up in alaska and they're just like you know what screw it let's just go homestead up in alaska and uh we can just live in the alaskan wilderness with you no know, experience tragedy and intrigue uh, come shortly after, but yes, I think it's very good. It has its hallmarky moments here and there with a couple of the relationships, but I was uh, 100% in on this book, so I'm glad you enjoyed I loved it. it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I loved it. it. 
I've only read two Kristen Hanna books. I have not. Uh, no, no, that's not true. I also read The Four Winds, which does not make my list. But I got halfway through The Four Winds, and then it got returned on Libby. Yeah. And I just have not had the heart to go back to it. Were you enjoying it, or no? No, it's I was so depressing. It is. It is, and I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a very it's a so this is about the Dust Bowl. It's about this family who, um, they're they're. You know their farm is destroyed and everything, so they they make a trek out, very grapes of Raffi, out to find work uh, on the on the west coast, and it just is down and dour like the whole book. And I don't really think it's saying anything profound. It's just kind of like, look how much these people's lives suck. Look how much tragedy. The beginning this is has very repetitive. It's very like, yeah. and it was dusty, and it sucks, uh-huh. and then it was dusty, yeah. and then it really sucked i will say i mean i learned more about the dust bowl than i knew before i didn't realize i mean assuming that she did her research uh that's pretty bad that's pretty rough stuff awful like i had i had no idea about that either um did you like my assessment truly awful of the dust bowl as pretty rough stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can take that to the bank you can quote me on that the dust bowl not great it wasn't great Uh, all right. Are we going back and forth, or do you want me to just... Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I feel like I've talked about all of these books before, so apologies to longtime listeners. Uh, but let's talk Educated by Tara Westover. This is a uh, nonfiction book about this girl who grew up in a uh, extremely strict and a little bit crazy uh, religious sort of a cult vibe there, and she just doesn't have any semblance of a normal life, and then works out going to college and like achieving all these great things and that's kind of the premise of the book so that's not a spoiler to tell you that but it was just an amazing read it was just like it's one of those things where if like if this were a fiction book i wouldn't have liked it because i would have been like no that's too much no i don't think so yeah my uh my husband read this and he he loved it yes i remember that was we we talked about that in the all the book show. Maybe twenty nineteen might have been one of his uh, his top books. Eric Mickles, everyone, Kendra's husband. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. that was this year, wasn't it? No, Had he it, read it. I don't think so. We were living here. Oh, were you? Yes. Huh. Okay. Well, then what am I talking about? He. I don't uh, know. Maybe I'm thinking of Killers of the Flower Moon because that was another unexpected maybe. nonfiction. We were, I was definitely living in this house when he read it. Were you living in a material world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? You're right. According to Goodreads, he read it on July 11th, 2020. So, you win this round, Kendra. So, still not this still not this year. So, True. I was wrong about that. Yeah, you but... were you were very wrong. <laughs> you were very wrong. So, you know what? So, we did talk about that on the All the Book show cuz we were still doing the show then, so Okay. So, I'm we're both we figured... we're both a little wrong and a little right, Kendra. I'm glad this we is, figured that out. This is compromise. What else you got? <laughs> Um, so I discovered V.E. Schwab this year. Had never read any V.E. Schwab before. Yes. And for my book club, we read the first, I picked the first book in the Shades of Magic okay. series, and which is called A Darker Shade of Magic. And then from there, I just devoured the rest of the trilogy. My wife loved it. went on a similar journey. She discovered those and, and, and powered yes. through them. And then your wife and I just read her newest book, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Yeah. Um, Not part of the so, same series? Different series? No, different. Just its own thing. That one's, a, that one's standalone. Standalone. Um, but yeah, I just it loved it. The writing is great. 
The characters are great. I just actually got from the library. There's a prequel comic book series for the Shades of Magic oh. um, trilogy That's interesting. that I'm now going to read. So if you like good fantasy, I I think it's great. Okay. And it's cool because the, the Shades of Magic series is about there's like different Londons on different planes and there's only one person who can like go between those Londons. And oh. It's, it's hmm. very good. That does sound good. So would you put that, I guess, as kind of fantasy then? Oh, it's definitely fantasy. Definitely fantasy. We it's have a, magic. We and, have a strict yeah. ruling on that. It's fantasy. <laughs> okay. Um, one that I read for a book club towards the end of this year called Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. And this was, you know, it, it, it's primarily dealing with issues of race and how we all navigate those. And it starts, like the incident that sets it off is this... Um, a babysitter is called in late after some emergency and has the has the daughter. The babysitter's black, the daughter's white, and she's she's taking this girl that she's watching and they run into this grocery store and it's like eleven thirty or something, PM. And the people in the store are like, wait a minute, you're kidnapping that girl and it becomes this thing and it's kind of quickly resolved, but that sets off this chain of events. Uh, with the other people in her life. And I just felt like it was such a good look at, you know, just the clumsiness of trying to, like, do the right thing racially, you know? Because a, a lot of the, like, the white characters in the book think that they're helping, think that they're, like, contributing in a positive way, when instead they're really kind of tokenizing her. And I don't know, it's interesting because you see all the different perspectives and you see where people are coming from, but you're kind of left with like, yeah, but you really shouldn't do that, you know? Mm. And I felt like it was just really well written so that it kind of showed, you know, the dangers of of not handling the situation appropriately and, you know, prioritizing your own experience over others. And I, I just thought it was really well done. And it's just a fun book. Like, I, I feel like I'm making it sound heavy, and it's it's really not. Like, it's kind of a light look at a heavy subject. I think that's why I haven't picked it up, because the the premise does sound heavy. Yeah, it, it's really not. It's really not. Like, that's an undercurrent, and of course, like, it's an issue that's dealt with. Um, but sort of in a roundabout way, which I think is what makes it so effective as a conversation. Mm. Interesting. Uh, a couple of listener responses I'm going to toss in here real quick. Um, we heard uh, from Tina on Facebook, said TJ Klune's House of the Cerulean Sea. Uh, she says Kazu Ishiguro's Clara and the Sun, which was a which was a big hit. Lots of people were talking about that one. Uh, Liz Moore's Long Bright River and Lisa Wingate's Book of Lost Friends. Have you read Lisa Wingate? Seems like she'd be up your alley. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Alicia on Facebook also says the Shadow and Bone trilogy, which uh, another pretty popular one. Yes. Out there. So, uh, have you read any Anne Rice? Anne Rice, of course, uh, just passed away. I have not. Known primarily for her vampire books. Stephen on Facebook says he finally read Interview with a Vampire. It's been on his to read list for a while and he really enjoyed it. Looking forward to more in the series. So, we just had a request for her books because we were missing some of the vampire series. And so, earlier, it was this year or last year they all run together to me now but we just like purchased all of the books we were missing so we have the whole set here so good time to nice. uh, check out Anne Rice books cool what else you got Kendra um I read the whole chaos walking series this year by 
<laughs> Drum roll. <laughs> By Patrick Ness. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first one is The Knife of Never Letting Go. Um, and I loved it. I think the second book, they they get very long. Mm. I mean, they start long and they just get longer. The second book meanders a little bit. Or is it the third book? Okay. Just, I don't, for, from the second and third, I think you could pull out 100 pages and that would be helpful but overall love the series um and i highly recommend it okay i think that they're considered they're young adult okay um but they don't feel i mean there's a romance between you know the two main characters but they don't feel overly young adult okay to me. interesting the movie just okay just uh I hate when Which that I happens. was really bummed about. Yeah, I was that really, is. really looking forward to the movie. Um, but it was just okay. I they read... Squish it, they squish everything into, into the one oh, movie. Oh, jeez. Um, so it's it's basically just the first book, and then they, A like... A little bit of extras. Make yeah. an ending. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, speaking of ones that could be construed as YA, I read House on the Bottom of the Lake by Josh Mallerman. Uh, Josh Mallerman, probably best known for writing Bird Box. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I've also read, and Bird Box was pretty good too. House at the Bottom of the Lake is just a weird, trippy book, and it has very mixed reviews because I feel like either you're okay with the ambiguity of it or you're just frustrated that you don't get more answers. But the basic premise is these two teenagers are out, you know, just on a boat in a river uh, with tangerine dreams and marmalade. No, Uh, they're just (laughs) on this boat, and they go through like kind of like a little channel and they get to a different part, and then from there, there's even another little channel, and they get to this really uh, obscured part of the lake that you know is not well known. And they look down under the water, and there's just a full house, like a house, as if there was a flood or something like that. And they eventually like make their way down to go explore the house, and the house is kind of defying, like it's not, it's not rotting. Uh, things are where they should be. You know, it's not like float, the table's not floating on the ceiling or something like that. It is just a house, as a house would be, that happens to be underwater on this part of the lake. And they just get obsessed with it. And I guess I shouldn't tell you anymore, but it kind of goes on yeah. from there. And mm-hmm. I mean, full, full warning here, it does kind of leave you with a, what was that all about kind of resolution. But I kind of like that, and I think it worked for the book. So, and what what was it called? House at the Bottom of the Lake, by mm. Josh Mallerman. Yeah, it's weird, it's weird, and uh, but it kind putting of putting that. I'm putting that on my to read list right now. It snuck its way into my tops here because it really, like, I read it really quickly and thought about it a lot afterwards. So I want to read more by him. Like I said, I only read the two. I haven't read the sequel to Bird Box yet, or any of the others, but. We'd, um, when we were, we, back when we were working on author visits, he was one that I was interested in having coming, and so I was talking a little bit to his, um, you know, his manager or whoever, publisher, and they were saying that he had all these books, and when Bird Box hit, it was like, boom, these books are ready to go, so that's why you got so many all at once, because he had them, you know, all locked away, but yeah. Way to uh, do it. Yeah, House <laughs> of the Bottom of the Lake. What else you got there, Kendra? Oh boy, um, I I will have to say "Apples Never Fall" by Leanne Moriarty. Kendra, we also <laughs> um, did a Leanne Moriarty spotlight together back in yes, the All the Books show because I love her so much. I know you do. 
Um, so I was very excited for this because I did not like Nine Perfect Strangers, and I was I bummed that that's that. the one yeah. that they decided to make the Hulu series out of because whatever. Uh, and the Hulu <laughs> series was just okay. okay. I don't think it super fixed all the problems. But anyway, Apples Never Fall was just like back to form for her. And for and I I loved it. it was it back to formula for her? Because <laughs> well, it's I mean if you've read Leanne Moriarty, like all her books are like each chapter is a from a different. You're jumping around to the different characters' perspectives. Um, but this book is about this family. Um, the mom is missing. Okay, and there's this girl who like just showed up out of nowhere and lived with them for a while and so they're wondering is she involved and like is the mom dead where did she go and then as they're figuring this out you're kind of bouncing back and forth in time you um are learning about the family and just all their problems and 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 it's it keeps you guessing Mm. i loved it Mm. um very classic leanne moriarty and do you have a favorite leanne moriarty Oh, so hard, but I, Big Little Lies is so good. Yeah, I also love the husband's secret. Oh right, I was really bummed when we did the book club at the David and no, Howe. Nobody likes it. Everybody hated it. Well, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I'm in the I, wrong room. But 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 I really think that was because we did so many back to back. We were doing a whole yeah. Leanne Moriarty book club, and the similarities when you read them right on top of each other make it a little hard to digest so i think that's why that's how i lived my life for a while i, I was only leading reading leanne yeah, I know. Moriarty, so i, know I guess for me it was fine I know you but were. uh i read another historical fiction called exile music uh, by jennifer style and this is a world war ii setting but it was it focused on such a an unusual aspect that i don't think i've ever read before because uh, we already name-dropped a couple of the big World War II novels from recent years, All the Light We Cannot See in the Nightingale. This was about a Jewish family who was, you know, forced out, and nobody was taking refugees. And so they had to go to the only place that would take them, and that was Bolivia. So it's about this mm. this Jewish family, and it was a family of musicians, hence the name, that have to get passports for Bolivia and just go and suddenly start completely new lives in a completely foreign place and you may basically you're following the youngest daughter through the majority of the book I just thought it was really fascinating it's such a such a kind of a niche corner of what typically is covered in World War II fiction that I I just thought it was fascinating I really liked it nice yeah I got one more on my book list do you I have one more I can mention, and then I can rapid just list oh, cool. out. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take it. Um, so I'll just I'll talk about the Wish by Nicholas Sparks. Oh, okay. I have I have mixed feelings about it because it is it is so sad through <laughs> the entire thing. Isn't like, that his this, thing though? I mean, isn't that? No, 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 no. Because it's like there's the frame story is this woman is she's dying of okay. cancer, okay. and you're just watching her waste away and then as she's dying she's telling someone about um this this time that she spent in north carolina one time and this you know boy that she met there but you just know she's dying of cancer so how happy can the ending of this be so no matter how fun the story in north carolina is 
the whole time you just know, well, yeah. she's dying oh, now geez. of cancer. Um, but it ended so well. I mean, it's sad, but it just ends so well. Um, so I guess I'd have to recommend it. Huh. Okay. It's weird. It's weird, but I, I liked it. And I haven't liked his books in a while. Mm. I get Well, I guess that's not fair. I hated two by two, and then I didn't read every last breath because I hated two by two. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so this is my first time back in a bit. Do um, you think you'll go back and pick up every last breath then? I might, I might go back and okay. read every last breath. I have, like, all of his books, so... Bookwise, I, I saved my best for the last year, and that's The Dutch House by Anne Patchett. Oh. Uh, it was the first book that I'd read by her. I've since read Commonwealth, which I liked, but not nearly as much. I The Dutch House, I don't know what it was. I mean, I think that structurally the story is just really good. It's about this pair of siblings who grow up in this big, elaborate place, The Dutch House, and then the fortunes kind of change, and they're out there, they're out of it, and they have to kind of, like, deal with that very suddenly. And then they kind of, like, build their lives back up. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about without, you know, giving you the, the twists and turns of it. But I don't know what it was. I mean, the main character, I think, is really... Con- and both siblings are just super compelling. Their journeys are atypical, but really interesting to follow. I just think it's very well written. If you're an audiobook fan, the audiobook is read by Tom Hanks, which is a nice bonus. Um, but I think the book, I don't know, is one of the best books I've read in a long time. I would probably put it on, like, the best of a decade kind of list. I just wow. thought it was great. It's. I know it's been at the top of many, many lists. Yeah. So, yeah, super to... good. And I've been kind of collecting, you know, in our book sale or whatever. I'm like, oh, there's Dan Patchett, you know, because now I want to, like, get into her works a little bit more. Right. But yeah. Commonwealth did kind of put me off of that, but I'm going to do it. I bought Commonwealth when I was down in North Carolina visiting you guys. Hey, nice. All right, let me just rapid fire through the... <laughs> Funnily enough, these are all uh, nonfiction. Um, how to be an anti-racist. Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I read at the very beginning of the year, um, you know, great book, White Fragility. White Fragility, those, yeah, was almost on lines. my list as well. Um, very well. Very, yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read A Very Punchable Face by Colin Jost. Oh, I read that. Yeah, I like that. Just just very funny. Yeah. I very much, I love Colin Jost. It's a good read. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, also read Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. All right. Uh, and I would highly suggest listening to the audiobook well, because course. he reads it. And yeah, it is just... To. So much yeah. fun. I, I do want to look at the book because there are pictures and stuff that oh, I missed. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. And then four comic books manga that I wanted to mention. Um, Giant Days ended this year. Oh, I'm sure. long running series. Um, uh, one of my favorites. I love it. Um, I've been reading Snow White with, the, with <laughs> Snow White with the Red Hair. Yeah. Which is a manga series. Mm-hmm. It's like fantasy and fun. Yeah, we have got both. It. We have both the manga and the anime here, and they're super popular. Uh, got into Paper Girls this year. Oh, Haven't yeah. gotten super far, but Brian K. Vaughn, yeah. And I, it's just, it's, it's good. See, you're in a better position than I because when I was reading those as they were coming out, and it was such a lag between volumes. Every yeah. time I'd be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so, read yeah, them, read them I know. quick. I need is to my just advice. power through. I need to power through and finish you do. it. And then the last one is, uh, it's called It's Jeff, and it's a, it's on, it's only on the Marvel oh, app, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. About the little shark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it so, so much. Okay. 
it's adorable. I didn't mention, but read for, I don't know if it was Banned Books Week. I can't remember why I read this, but Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. And I thought it was so good. I, I mean, it's shocking to me that it's as old as it is because so much of it is relevant right now. A lot of it is, um, there's a movement in the book to kind of suppress science and redirect what truth is, you know? And while I was reading it, I was kept checking the publication and be like, was this written now? Because <laughs> cause it could be now. So Brave New World, Eldest Huxley. I also really enjoyed the Peacock uh, show based on it. So Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep, let's move on to some movies, Kendra. Movies. I gotta tell you, I, ha- I had a pretty long list. I was like culling down TV shows. Not a good year for movies for me. Oh, I I have a lot. I have a lot on my list. Yes, you didn't well, watch the right ones. I bet. That's I bet, true. I bet one of these on my list you watched. This is uh, this that's is the guess. difference between you and me. You <laughs> because we we gotta get babysitters, you know. <laughs> Babysitters yeah. in the pandemic year is not uh, not an yeah, ideal thing. So fair. if it wasn't that's on fair. my TV, I likely didn't see it. So though I will say that pretty much all of these I watched at home. Oh, okay. Maybe two I didn't watch at home. Well, what do I know then? Two or three. Okay. So. Hit me. Hit me. Uh, well, should I, should I start with my favorite or should I hold it? Mm, hold like it. Hold it. Okay. A hold. Hold. Um, okay, I will start with, um, I'll start with Cop Shop. Cop Shop? Cop Shop. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up just so I can give you correct information. I would love to know correct information regarding the film Cop Shop. <laughs> so, this came out this year, September of this year. Okay. Directed by, uh... Joe Carnahan, don't okay. know who that is. All right. Starring Gerard Butler, Frank oh. Grillo, Alexis okay. Louder. Um, and it's 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 kind of a bottle movie. It's a, it's about these two guys get arrested and they're in opposite jail cells. One is trying to kill the other. Oh. And it just like all heck breaks loose. Yeah. Um in this in this prison, not prison, but this holding you know, police station. Yeah. Um, and it's just great. Great. Wow. It's just action and suspense. Okay. And huh. yeah, I don't, th- I don't know if you'd like it. I you personally, Nick. I wasn't, <laughs> I would not have guessed that you had a Gerard Butler movie on the list, but uh, you know, I wouldn't have guessed that either, but okay. I really like this movie. Okay. What about you? Oh boy. Um, you know, I really liked the little things with Denzel Washington it was like a, a thriller, mystery kind of thriller. Felt very old school to me in a way that I liked. You know, it felt Wait like... Wait a minute. Is that the one with Jared Leto? Yeah. You liked it? I did, yeah. Oh, I did not No, like you didn't it. like it. Oh, okay. No. Why not? Why not? Uh, it was just like, what What? What was it all for? Is how mm, I felt at mm, the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I was in the right mindset, you know, because it, you know, reminded yeah, me Yeah, I guess I wasn't. Like I Rod- was hoping it would be something it wasn't. Roderick Thorpe's The Detective or things like that. It, it just made me think of like an old school, like 70s kind of setup. Um, and so for that reason, I, I really was, was digging it. So yeah, the little things. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna mention uh, the only Marvel movie I have on here, though I loved, I liked most of the Marvel movies this year. But so I many. Gotta go with, I gotta go with Shang Chi. Okay, that's probably the top. Okay. 
I love Simu Liu. Oh, yeah. Love Aquafina. Yeah. Great cast, great action. There was great everything. So, I, so much Marvel this year. It's shocking to me. You know, I don't know if my husband told you this, but someone added up the minutes. And we got <laughs> almost as many minutes of Marvel stuff this year as we did in the entire Infinity Oh wow! Saga. Well, yeah, because just we, this year, because we had movie-wise, we had what? We had Black Widow, Shang Chi, Spider Man, and the Eternals, uh, and Venom. Let there be carnage, Venom. if you want to count sure. that. And then we had what shows? We had WandaVision, uh, Falcon Wanda and Winter Vision, Soldier, Loki, mm-hmm. uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's a and lot. We got a uh, and what if? What if? I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Nikki, who, who's on staff here, said that Loki was one of her favorite uh, TV shows. I did year. like Loki. I she, didn't put it on my list, but I did like it. I didn't get into Loki. She also said that she loved Cruella, and she didn't expect to like it at all. So I never I've saw Cruella. People, I've heard from that from people as well. Weird. I mean, I like uh, I like Emma Stone. I just last night rewatched Amazing Spider-Man two, and resaw Emma Stone in that. So. Nikki yeah, also likes fun. The Vanishing Half as a book by Britt Bennett. I didn't mention that before, but that was what we did for a book club. There was another oh, cool. one that was kind of all over, all over. Everybody was reading it, so. Nice. All right, so Shang-Chi is your only Marvel on there. Yeah. I'm going to stick with, with Marvel because I did, I, I feel like it's lame, but I do have two Marvel movies on my list here. So I'm going to give you the first one, and that's Black Widow. Black Widow. I did like Black Widow. I didn't expect to like, and I still sort of feel like, why did you not just do this when you should have? Like, why are we getting Black Widow like six years too late? You know, mm-hmm. it's weird. But um, I watched it in the theaters and was kind of like, okay, whatever. You know, and then we went to the drive-in later and my wife and I watched it together. And on the second viewing, I really loved it. I thought it was just, I love Florence Pugh. I mean, she's so great in that movie. Uh, she's mm-hmm. my favorite part of Hawkeye as well. I just thought, yeah, on second viewing, I was like, yeah, you know what? I think, like, if you kind of take off the baggage of, like, why are we telling this story so late and just watch it as a show, I think so many good performances, Rachel Wise, you know, I really liked it. So Black Widow, surprisingly, uh, makes my list here. Cool. Next, uh, I think I'll say Come From Away, which was a, it's a musical, but they did a filmed version of it and on they apple, put it out right? on apple yeah, yeah. plus i mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. oh my goodness it's so good it's it's just so good it's about when 9-11 happened planes were just grounded yeah where they you know where they were and so this it follows the people of uh i forget where they are somewhere in i want to say it's like saskatchewan oh okay um and everybody every actor plays at least two parts they play like a person from the plane and a person from the town it's just like music through the whole thing and and i was bawling by the end of it i cried so much it's so good this is like like the hamilton thing was filmed on stage right it's not okay yep Mm-hmm. I did have that on my list to watch and didn't get to it. So no, it, it's so good. I'm going to bump I it up. Highly recommend. Yeah. I feel like Apple plus is kind of my favorite streaming service right now, which seems weird, but there's just a lot it of is stuff weird. on there that I'm liking. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dune. 
How about that? Dune. Oh, I didn't put Dune on here. There were so many good movies. I, I really, liked Dune, though. I really ended up liking Dune. We did a whole episode on this a few episodes back where we, my friend Sarah Jacoby Murphy and I, we read the book together and then watched the movie together and discussed. And, you know, I have a long history of not wanting to read Dune and feeling like I don't like Dune. And now that it's all in my head and I've digested it, I just, you know, I, it's such a fascinating world. And I felt like that movie, though slow at times, uh, and only a fraction of the book, was really kind of setting up a long, a long format of storytelling. And I just walked away really liking the movie and ready for book two, you know? My... My, I'm very, very wary of spoilers. I yes. hate them. Yes. And my husband, knowing this, did not tell me that it was uh, going to be like a part one situation. Yes. I feel like I just should have known going in. But when we got to the end, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, I mean. <laughs> so I, I wish I had known that going in. I knew that it was a part one, but I was still surprised that that's the place they chose to cut it. Yeah, it was it a weird place. Very to early. Stop. Uh, my buddy Steve, who co-hosts uh, This Indorian Life with me, loves this Dune movie. And he has watched it a million times. Like, it's wow. his, just so, like, he's doing other things, he'll just put Dune on in the background. Like uh, me with The Office. Yeah, like, yeah. But The Office makes sense to me. Dune makes zero <laughs> sense. But, you know. It was really good. And I have really come around on Timothy Chalamet. I oh. did not used to like him that much. Yeah. Um, but I have come around. Speaking of Timothy Chalamet, my next movie is The French Dispatch by Wes Anderson. Oh, directed by Wes Anderson. I didn't watch that. I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan. I was wannabe. <laughs> Wes Anderson is probably my favorite director. Oh, okay. I love all of his movies. Though I still haven't seen them all. There's there's a like a small handful I haven't seen. So you're like a poser. Um, but this okay. this was just classic Wes Anderson. If okay. you like Wes Anderson, you will like this movie. <laughs> Funny, weird, silly. All all the actors that are always in Wes Anderson's movies are in this. It, it was just great. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. Um, gosh, uh, I'm going to say The Last Night in Soho. Edgar Wright. <laughs> Another one that just barely missed my list. I really, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. I, I knew just like broad strokes and it still wasn't really what I was thinking it was gonna be. But I, I mean, I, I, I think I've liked all of his movies that I've seen, you know, particularly like Scott Pilgrim or Baby Driver. But uh, I just thought this was really, it was a cool mystery, a lot of great performances. I just really liked it. I, I too thought it was fantastic. It, I loved, the the actors Mm -hmm. it was like fun but scary i felt bad for the children that were in the theater (laughs) yeah on halloween when they should have been trick-or-treating but don't get me started on that for sure all right Uh, my my next one is the gentleman directed by guy ritchie okay starring matthew mcconaughey charlie hunnam colin farrell i've seen it twice this year hugh grant right isn't hugh grant hugh grant yeah yep um girl from michelle dockery is in it um it's it's just really really good i like the look of it and i always intended to watch it and just haven't yeah i can't even like it's about matthew mcconaughey has like a it's it's weed weed is uh, was is illegal or was illegal in london um so he has this like underground you know he runs this this weed empire um, and he's looking to sell it. It's really, but he's being, 
it's really hard to describe, but it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, like I said, I've seen it twice this year. It's funny. Huh. It's just good. That sounds good. Woo! Should I, uh, do you, how many more do you have? I just have one. Okay, I have, it. I'll I'll talk about my favorite, and then I have a couple okay. okay. mentions. All right. Oh, do you want to go first? It was your turn. Oh, sure. Um, I got to give it to Spider-Man No Way Home. So good. So many... I honestly wasn't even that, like, oh, I can't wait till Spider-Man comes out. You know, I mean, I love Spider-Man. You know, I've enjoyed the movies so far. I didn't care so much about Far From Home. It's not that I disliked it. I was just kind of like, okay. Uh, And so I wasn't, like, chomping at the bit to go and see this. But we went to see it in the theaters, just like a matinee, like a Saturday matinee. It was 12 o'clock. It wasn't a totally full theater or anything. We were nice and spaced out and masked up. But um, the crowd was so into it. And like every little thing that happened, there's a, there's a lot of cool people popping up and little things that happen. And the crowd we were with, it was like we were all just like buddies watching it. It was super fun. Um, and it was like it gave me a lot of things that I didn't even realize that I wanted. Like it resolved things I didn't know were kind of like needing resolution. And I just like no notes. I just really liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I too thought it was really great. Um, yeah, and my my crowd, they weren't like rowdy, but when, when things happened, we all were like, woo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really hard not to woo. Oh, it was. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it, just, it I, uh, managed I really to, it as well. It managed to just do so many different things. I feel like if you were not a deep cut Spider-Man fan, you would have been happy. But like, I've read a lot of Spider-Man and there was a lot of things in there that I was like, oh, hey, from like... You know, it's a lot of little Easter egg <laughs> things are just sort of like, yes, this is a very Spider-Man thing to do. So, yeah, that yeah. gets my that gets my top. <sighs> my favorite movie of the year came out this summer, uh, and it's called Nine Days. And I feel like I've mentioned it before on one of my podcasts. Um, oh, direct- one of them. <laughs> Directed by Edson Oda, starring Winston Duke, Zazie Beetz, Benedict Wong, Tony Hale, Bill Skarsgård. So many people in this movie. Um, And it's about... (laughs) Again, hard to explain, but it's about Winston Duke is interviewing these people to determine which one should be allowed to, like become a person and be born oh, and live. Interesting. Um and he he can't pick everybody. He has to only pick one to like fill this spot of a new human being born. Um and it's been a very long time. Like sometimes I'm sad that I don't have like the that feeling after movies like when I was a kid and movies would affect me and mm. like and after I I cried so much at the end of this movie and I just like had that feeling of like, wow, this like affected my life watching this movie. Mm. It was so good. And I, I posted on Twitter. I was like, reminder as we approach Oscar season that this movie is the best and Winston Duke deserves all the awards. Mm. Um, and a couple of the actresses in the movie like retweeted it and oh, commented cool. and stuff. I have not um, seen this. I need to add it to my list. It is. I mean, be prepared to to weep because okay. I did. Okay. Um, but it it's just it's just so good. Okay. That yeah. All right. Do you want to lightning fire some of your? Uh, All right. Is that a, is honorable that, I don't mentions. Think that's a phrase, but okay. 
Um, Lightning fire. This one is on next Netflix. It's called Oxygen. I believe it's a French movie. Your wife actually picked this for uh, yes, a movie night right. that her and I did. Um, really, I I won't go into it, but really good. Also, The Guilty. Um, I don't know why they remind me of each other, but not the Jake Gyllenhaal one. I haven't seen that one. I watched oh. the original, which is a Danish movie. Um, it's Places. Also very good. I, you know um, what? I did watch the Jake Gyllenhaal version, and I, I did really like it. I wouldn't. You did. Okay. I wouldn't put it in the top of my list, but it was. You know, it feels kind of like a play because it's such a bottled thing, and it's yeah. really just about his performance, which I thought was was quite good. Well, um, it was funny because we watched the original, and then we watched the trailer for the Jake Gyllenhaal, and it looks scene for scene exactly uh, yeah, the same. Yeah. Um. So the original was very good. Um, Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh, okay. I remember when that came out. Yeah. Just lots of fun. Very, like, John Wick-esque. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Enjoyed it. Um, weirdly, I was looking back through movies, and, like, I watched all of last year's Oscars this year because they were late. Oh, yeah. This, the Oscars right. were late. Um, so I'll just mention one, Sound of Metal. Oh. I would have given it I really want That's about, like, the heavy metal drummer losing his... Yes. Yes. I've been wanting to see that for so long. Very good. Okay. Um, old it. M. Night Shyamalan yeah, old. I considered putting that on my list but it goes on for a half hour longer than it should and it really kind yeah. of takes the I wind just really out of the enjoyed it. I did too uh, The Green Knight oh, I want to watch it again is that Dev Patel? It's, yeah Okay. it's weird but um, it was good okay. and then two not from this year but that I watched this year The Animatrix which is oh, a yeah, yeah. you know it's anime matrix yes very good and also dark city i kind of think about those together because they're kind of similar um but yeah that's that's my list okay i am going to see nightmare alley tonight so we'll so maybe so had we recorded (laughs) tomorrow this might have cracked your top we'll see we'll see we'll see Oh my gosh! Nine days. I know that. This was a year for tv shows i feel like i watched a lot of tv shows i'm gonna group several together here because Early in the year, I was exposed to COVID and had to isolate for several days until I could get a test. And then later in the year, I got a breakthrough case, which was awful. And so there were several shows that was like, represents my locked in my bedroom time. And they are as follows. Uh, Flaked, starring Will Arnett. It's a two season show, it's on Netflix. I don't think it really did much of anything. I I never see people talk about it. I never, I don't know, but it was he plays kind of a self-centered character who's just not a great guy and it's kind of about him on a road to sort of redemption but that's not really what it's about and i just felt like his performance is so good and so understated that i really loved that and it it resolves but clearly they were like we could do another season of this and i wish they would have but um, it's not one of those things where it's like there's no ending, so don't bother. I think it's it's worth watching the two seasons, and you just kind of wish that there was more. I watched that. I watched. Uh, I went classic and watched a lot of Perfect Strangers, uh, which was a lot of fun. A lot of childhood memories coming back. I don't know why. Suddenly, I was like, I must watch Perfect Strangers, but it happened, and I don't regret it. Uh, I watched Great News, another great two season oh, show. Yeah. I want to say it was NBC. I don't know. Uh, it's on so. it's on Netflix now. John Michael Higgins, uh, such a such a funny thing, and a lot of people behind that went on to do Saved by the Bell, which the Saved by the Bell reboot is also should be on this list here. 
but um, those were my three main like I'm in I'm in quarantine. These are the shows I'm watching. So th- those are my those were what got me through. What are some of your cool. favorites from the year, Kendra? I I also had Saved by the Bell yes. on the list. So um, good. I haven't seen the second season yet, but I've seen the first season twice now because I watched it by myself and yeah. then again with my husband. So good. Um. Go, let's just uh i'll just list some comedies that okay. i loved uh kim's convenience i watched this year that's on my list right? did i watch yeah. that this year yeah you did, okay. you did. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's just it's just really funny and i i'm sad that there's like you know yeah some, stuff with mm-hmm, it now mm-hmm. um unhappiness but simu liu funny i mean just the, it's just funny yeah it's just great i agree i agree um it's ugh. The the last season, which is what I think actually dropped in 2021, the last season, really kind of deflates the show. Mm, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's almost borderline maybe better to not even watch the last season. I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I can't fully remember the okay. last season, but, um, but I, yeah. I just feel I like think... the, the end of the penultimate season kind of serves as a better ending. Whereas the last season sort of feels like, yep, everybody's still kind of in the same place they were before. Mm-hmm. Here's a whole season yeah. of that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then it's, it got a spinoff, Claws, with yeah. Shannon, which also had some criticism that you take the one white character and she's the right. one who gets the show. But, you know, the uh, the series is just so well written. The performances are so great. If you haven't watched it, I think it's definitely worth the watch. I agree. Home Economics. Oh, I never um, watched which- that. Uh, Topher Grace. Um, yeah, it's just it's funny. Okay. This we've it has two seasons now and it's been renewed. So. Okay. Only murders in the building. Ah, uh, yeah, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. I do want to watch yep. that. It was exactly what I wanted. Good. <laughs> Podcast murder mystery. Ideal. Amy Ryan's in it. She's great. Okay, like from the office. Uh, and what we do in the shadows. Oh. Never got into the show. Oh my goodness. I love the show. It's so good. Okay. I forget what season they're on now. I want to say three we just finished. Um, but yeah, love it. I did a couple of, I got a couple of comedies on my list here, so I'll, I'll go through them for you. The Kaminsky Method, which was uh, Michael Douglas, Alan Arkin. I was talking about that. Yeah. It's three seasons uh, and it's, I don't know. I just really like the, I mean, Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin are great together. Paul Reiser comes in midway through. Um, it's it's just a good little three-season show. I'm glad they didn't push it too long. You could make an argument that maybe it was one season too long, but I feel like still it's not a ton of episodes. It's not a huge commitment, and it's just a, it's fun. A lot of great performances. I think you should leave. Uh, Tim Robinson's sketch ah, show. yes, I was going to mention so that funny. one. So funny. So funny. I loved that first season so much and i couldn't resist like binging the second season we just watched the scene i showed my dad the scene the other day uh where he crashes the hot dog car oh yeah the thing and he's like who did this yeah dressed dressed as a hot dog is so great (laughs) never have i ever mindy kaling uh produced written show so good second season drops in 2021 love it i love it so much uh, boy, what else? Uh, Sneakerheads. Sneakerheads is a six-episode Netflix series. I heard there was going to be a second season, but that's the last I heard of it, so I don't know if that's true. I don't know why I got into this as much as I did. It was about these guys who, like, one guy was sort of a recovering, like, shoe collector, 
and he kind of like gets pulled back in the game and it becomes sort of like a not heist but that vibe kind of a shenanigans i don't know i i liked it a lot so those are my comedies one more i wanted to mention sketch comedy is uh uh auntie donna oh yeah i like that yeah as you know i love all uh, things australian yes. comedy yes. <laughs> comics and and comedy um and it's <laughs> it's all over the place and hilarious yeah so yeah um, okay, so then the not comedies, so the dramas I have, uh, Mayor of Easttown. Yes, that's on my list. Excellent. Um, just well done, Kate Winslet. Amazing, as mm-hmm, usual. Mm-hmm. I feel I have to mention Criminal Minds, <laughs> because I watched so much of it this yes, year. I'm still taking a break uh, from it, because it got to be a little too much. Yes. Uh, but I loved it. Um, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Oh, I like the first season, but the second season just didn't do it for me. I don't know. It is not, it was, it's not as good, but, um. I don't think I finished it. I think we watched maybe the first two. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then WandaVision I have. (gasps) WandaVision's on my list. I think it's, of all the shows, it is the most consistently good. Oh, yeah. Like, I think every episode I was like, more WandaVision! Yeah. As opposed to, like, Loki and even, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier. I was like, okay. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yes. I had I had two, like, superhero shows on my list here. Um, and I, I agree with you on WandaVision. I think it was the most consistently entertaining. It was also, I feel like, the most creative and interesting. It was just unlike anything I've seen before, and I would... I would be, I don't know, I, I we could have a discussion about whether or not it's my favorite MCU thing that exists. It's definitely in the upper echelons of that, because I just think the performances were great. I wish it would have won more stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And as a fan of classic TV, also, it was like an added bonus, seeing all the little homages and stuff. I love the music. Yeah. yeah. WandaVision is, is choice. My other superhero show was Superman and Lois on the CW. Oh, yeah. I love this take on Superman. Um, it fell into this trap where, you know, it had like the first half of the season, which was great. The second half of the season felt like suddenly we were in season five. And I was just like, what mm. are you doing? Like, Why are you <laughs> going to this level of story in season one? Like, how do you ever come back from this? How do you top it? And it wasn't particularly even good. It was just like too much. Like it was too much too soon. I don't know why they felt the need to do that. I'm, uh, did it get renewed? It did. It did. The second season starts at January 11th of 2022. And I'm, you know, I'm excited about it. I want to watch it, but I'm very concerned because I feel like you can't unring that bell and they've yeah did a lot of ringing in the second half. So, <laughs> um, one more I wanted to mention that did not come out this year, um, but I watched it this year is True Detective. I oh. watched season one. Okay, yeah, I've seen season one. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe you have seen that. It is very dark. It's too dark. It's too dark for it me, is for sure, for sure. Very, very dark. <laughs> I watched. It was almost too dark for me, oh, yeah. and I, I binged it in, I think, like two days. I watched the whole oh, thing, golf. and afterwards, I was like, "Whoo." All right, that's, let's, uh, let's lighten it up. That <laughs> falls into the category of shows and movies that I've seen that I try not to think about. Yeah, know? I do too. Yeah. Parts of it. Yeah. I really I too really much. do. And I can handle a lot of murdery stuff. But yeah. So I'm probably, I know everyone says season two is terrible. I'm probably going to watch it. 
um, because I'm a completionist, and uh, then I'll, you know, move on to season three. Mm-hmm. I've only seen, I watched the first episode of season two, and it was like, okay, fine. I just never really felt compelled to keep going with it, so... Yeah. Uh, I have one more on my list here. I don't know that I would say this is my favorite show of the year, but it was maybe the one that I was the most like, let's watch the next episode. And that was the morning show on Apple. Oh, yeah. I, just, I didn't I watch the second really... season yet. Yeah, we're midway through the second season. We sort of paused with holidays and moving and all that. But I was really liking that. I mean, of course, I really like Ted Lasso, too. I didn't put that on my list. But... Oh, Ted Lasso. But How Ted did Lasso, you Ted Lasso? You know, is, is pretty great. Uh, but I would say the first season is straight up great the second season to me felt a little i don't know i I don't know i just didn't know if there was much new to mine there did you Oh, another one that i love is um mythic quest which is on apple oh right okay yeah i've only seen the first episode of that but yeah it's great i love it oh you know what makes me sad schmigadoon did you watch Schmigadoon? Yes. We still have not finished oh. it. We cannot make ourselves finish that show. Yeah. No. It it's, is so disappointing. It's, so it's Keegan Michael Key and Cecily Strong stuck in like a Brigadoon-esque world where they have they can't get out until they find their true love. It's not funny enough. The music's not good enough. It just I don't know. I, I did I did finish it. I did finish it. And it was after, I think in the last episode, Bo and I were talking about Schmigadoon, and I was like, you know what? I have two episodes to go. I need to just do it. And so I did it and was not rewarded. (laughs) You know what is a good show on Apple Plus, though, that we were like bouncing back and forth, and then we ended up finishing this instead of Schmigadoon is Acapulco. Oh, I do like Acapulco. Haven't finished it, but I do like it. That is a fun show. Yep. There's so much on Apple that I want to watch that I haven't got into yet. So I've got a yeah. long list there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, can I mention uh, some no. of my favorite podcasts? Sorry, you can't. Oh, I wish you could. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> um, so <laughs> most of the podcasts I listen to are uh, Australian, Australian comedians. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Do Go On okay. I, is my favorite. Um, each week they just talk about a different topic. Um, but they're comedians and they're hilarious and I love it. Um, for Jess Perkins from that podcast, um, she is actually um, a radio host in Australia, and they turned, um, they have a, a segment on the radio called Simply the Jest, where people just call <laughs> in and tell the best stories okay. on a on a given topic, okay. and they've put those into a podcast, and I just, I, I love it. It's, it's, it's so funny, um, all the different stories, so that one i also love book cheat which is dave warnicky from Duga one mm-hmm. um he talks about classic so books kendra has a type i do but this last one is not australian um i this year listened to um adventure time the whole like first big oh, story wow. Wow. that's you know the graphic novels yeah. for adventure time that whole story finished that this year it made me cry um very good. I have not. I haven't gone beyond that yet. I haven't okay. listened to more. I hear that some of the upcoming stuff is not as good, but the stuff I listened to, I loved. Okay. Though my husband, who loves D and D, does did not love it. Oh. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know how D and D people actually feel about okay. it. Okay. But okay. But I loved it. 
This is a good time for me to plug that we have a D&D group here that meets weekly, teens and adults. Sign up at the David A. Howe Public Library. Hey, I'm at Adventure Zone. Adventure Time is a... Uh, oh, like a Cartoon Network show. Okay, Cartoon Adventure Network. Zone. I'm at Adventure Good catch. Zone. Good catch. Good yeah. self-edit, Kendra. I can tell you some of my favorite podcasts if you'd care to listen. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I still like Fat Man Beyond. This was... used to be Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith where he would interview uh, different creators and things talking specifically about writing and drawing and being a part of like the Batman world. Loved that. It transitioned to Fat Man Beyond and it's him and Mark Bernardin who's a TV writer and a journalist other things. And it's mostly like kind of a pop culture, like let's talk about what's in the news, let's talk about things we watch, things we like. I still, every time that comes out, I'm like, yes, let me let me hear it, you know. And I'll sort of like, oh wait, I gotta watch this show so I can listen to Fat Man Beyond. So I still like that quite a bit. I like, um, I like a lot of interview podcasts, but my favorite at the moment is Life is Short with Justin Long. Mm. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, one that I think you would like, Kendra, is called Scam Goddess. It's by Lacey Mosley. And she just looks at scams. Uh, she just kind of, she has a guest host every time. And she starts with like reader mail where somebody will be like, hey, my identity got stolen and here's the story of how it worked. Uh, and then she goes, she talks about historic scams, like what's hot and fraud is one of them. And it seems like it would be dry, but it's so funny. Like she's just so funny and it's such interesting content. So I recommend Scam Goddess. Uh, and that's basically it. Those, that's probably my top, my top tier. I forgot. At the moment. I forgot two of my favorites. I didn't even write them down. Uh, Office Ladies. Oh. Um, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey going yeah. through every episode of The Office, and um, the Friendship Onion with um, Billy Boyd and Dominic oh. Monaghan okay. from Lord of the Rings, just talking talking about all sorts of stuff. I like to watch that one because they put that out oh, on that's YouTube. Cool. Um, you know, I don't really like recap podcasts that have like cast members in it i don't know why i've tried several and i just i don't like it it depends with the office and lord of the rings i am just like tell me every detail of every day (laughs) of your lives um so for me those i'm i'm very happy to just let them you know to sit and listen to them talk about that yes but yeah i know what you mean I don't know. It just, just doesn't really do it for me. Uh, I didn't mention How Did This Get Made, but that's one of my favorites. A movie podcast where they look oh, at yes. cheesy or bad movies and just kind of talk it through. Uh, I love Jason Manzukas, uh, who's also on Star Trek Prodigy now. So a oh. lot of... Uh, oh, I could have said Star Trek Prodigy because that's, uh, as far as shows, that's one that my son loves and my wife and I both enjoy. I, From like a family angle, it's nice to have something like that that we can all like sit down yeah. and watch. So yeah. I would also say Will Arnett's Lego Masters falls in that category of things that we all yeah. like. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. That's 2021. You're not getting any more content. What are you looking forward to in the next year? What a question, Kendra. Do you have things that are on your radar? Oh, well, TV. I mean, there's, um, you know, the Game of Thrones prequel is coming out. Oh. The Lord of the Rings thing is coming out, though I'm wary of that. Um so I'm excited for those. Um, I don't know about movies. Sometimes I don't know yeah. that I'm excited for something until it's like a week before. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this That's is coming. I feel, I, just, I don't know. I feel like I'm usually like more invested in, in what's coming. And I feel like I've just had my head in the sand this year. I'm just, so no, I guess to answer your question, there's nothing that I'm like, <laughs> yes, I must see that. But just be surprised. That's right. As it comes out. That's right. As it comes. As it comes. All right, Kendra. I'll, I mentioned up top your other podcast, but if people just loved you so much and want more, 
Where do they find you? Uh, on Twitter, I'm MissMuseBox91. And um, I have a website and an Etsy page, MissMuseBox Crafts. And uh, it is it is on my goal list this year to, like, be on those and updating them and populating them. Look at you. So New Year's be resolution on the lookout. right here. Okay. It's coming. I'm, I'm saying it here so all the listeners can keep me accountable. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, in our next episode here on House Things, Allie's going to be back, and we're going to be looking at some of the page-to-screen, whether big screen or small screen, adaptations coming in 2022. So maybe that will be my opportunity to learn about some things that I yeah. want. <laughs> and uh, maybe I'll, I'll have more next time around. Kendra, always fun to talk to you. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we'll see you next time, everybody. Not a two, and here we go. No, no, Kendra, no. <laughs> <laughs>